It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Hey, y'all, and welcome in to another episode of Inside Black and Gold. It's a live edition. We are live on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube by now, what are you waiting for? Ring the bell. It's a good time. I'm coming on here after the latest round of Saints OTAs, the final of three rounds of Saints OTAs. We're out there for Tuesday practices. They also practice on Wednesday and Thursday. We are not out there. So I'm going to come on here and kind of relay everything that happened. Steve Geller is is eagerly preparing for sports talk. So he's unable to make the time work, but I'm going to get through it here. We're going to keep this concise because I do have to get out of here at a reasonable time. So this will not be one of those marathon mailbag sessions. But if you do have mailbag questions, make sure to get them in the comments wherever you're watching. We'll get through as many as we can in the final segment. For the first segment here, I'm just going to go through kind of observations, takeaways, that sort of thing. Who was there? Who wasn't there? Who stood out? Who made big plays? That sort of thing. The second segment, we're going to get all all deep into Michael Thomas's business. Uh, we're going to hear from Mike. We're going to hear from Dennis Allen about Mike. We're going to hear from Derek Carr about Mike, all that good stuff. And then as mentioned, mailbag in the final segment. So we'll go through all those comments. Then let's just get into it. So the first thing I'm going to do here is I'm going to go through the attendance. Who was not there? So 12 players were not in attendance today. Let's go through the list. Cornerback Ugo Amadi, number zero. Tight end Taysom Hill. Wide receiver Rashid Shahid. Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. Cornerback Paulson Adebo. Running back Alvin Kamara. Guard Cesar Ruiz. Left tackle. Trevor Penning, right tackle, Ryan Ramchick, guard, tackle, whatever you want to call him, James Hurst, guard, Andres Pete, and defensive tackle, Colin Saunders. As I always say, attendance at these events is not mandatory. It's organized team activities. Mandatory minicamp starts next week. So if we get to next week and any of these players are not available or on the field, I should say, then we'll start asking questions. For now, it is just kind of a, okay, they didn't make it. A guy who did make it, and we're going to talk a lot about it, Michael Thomas. And so I'll just kind of set the scene here. Michael Thomas loves making an entrance at these events, at, at these practices. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't just go out there and stretch with the team. But if you kind of remember back to last year, we got to training camp, and no one really knew whether Mike Thomas was going to be cleared for day one of, of training camp. It was kind of uh, a mystery heading into the final week of uh, everything. We talked to Dennis Allen. He said sooner rather than later. Well, the next morning he was out there and he kind of hid behind somebody and then ran out for the first set of the walkthrough. And everyone was like, well, look at that. Mike Thomas is out there. So fast forward to today. No one knows whether he's going to be there or not. Then you get through stretches. They're going through the individual drills. The wide receivers break off to catch passes from the quarterback. And when you know it, who comes sauntering across the field? It's Mike Thomas. <laughs> I don't know why he's on his own schedule, but either way, he was there, and it's very good to see him out there. I know a lot of people were aggrieved 
that he was not out there. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to play some clips and there's going to be some clips of Mike Thomas in there. If you want to check him out, go go to WWL Sports on YouTube and you, you can see all those. But yeah, and so one thing to say about Mike Thomas is it is a little difficult to describe exactly what his role was at practice today because he did not participate in practice. He was kind of in the same zone as Nick Saldaveri, who was out there today, not participating, but watching practice for the first time. It's good to see he's dealing with a calf injury. Trevor Penning and Cesar Ruiz were out there kind of doing the same thing he was today. For the first two practices, they weren't out there today. Kendra Miller, Eno Benjamin, Miller Forrestal are also at practice, not participating. But with Mike, you can tell it kind of just grates against every bit of his DNA to be standing there watching people work and not working himself. And, you know, we talked about this. Like, Mike is that crazy kind of maniacal worker. And that's not an exaggeration. He really is that. It's the reason he, I don't want to say was, but I will say was. It's the reason he was the player that caught 149 passes in 2019. It's the reason he got to that point, because he worked harder than everybody else. I don't think that's changed, despite the injuries. He's still working as hard as anyone He's just not able to get on the field, and that's the frustrating part. And if you're frustrated by that, you can imagine how frustrated Mike Thomas is, and you might say, well, he made a ton of money. I don't think that like the contract for him has anything to do with it. He just wants to prove people wrong. That's his whole life endeavor is to prove people wrong, prove the doubters wrong. That is what drives him, and that's what drives most great athletes. right? Michael Jordan used to make up slights against him to be better in games, like to give him an edge. And I think Mike Thomas is a very similar uh, type player. Um, But, you know, you could see him out there. He was kind of ghost running routes. He broke off with the three quarterbacks later in the day. And so he kind of got into that. But we'll we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get into the second segment, when we talk about Mike Thomas. But what I do want to talk about right now is I think Derek Carr, you watch him out there. And I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast might go out and watch training camp. It's very impressive to watch how Derek Carr runs this offense. It's very impressive to hear him run the offense and to hear him direct things. And I know there have been people said, okay, it sounds a lot like Drew Brees out there and they're not wrong. It is very similar. He commands the offense in ways that you, you, you are impressed with, right? Like you can tell he knows what he's doing. You can tell he has a plan. (laughs) The only thing I'll, I'll say is I don't think anyone told him that Keith Kirkwood is not one of his top options because he throws to Keith Kirkwood a lot. I don't know why He's, he hasn't made a catch, but he keeps throwing to Keith Kirkwood. But Derek Carr, I thought, had a really good day. He went three for six in the red zone drills, and there was very high energy red zone drills. When you go inside and you work, the defense will actually line up across the back of the end zone. And so when you know a play gets made, or or there's a <laughs> there's a catch close to the close to the end line or the out of bounds line, <laughs> it's always incomplete. If you ask the defense and it was very high energy, everyone was getting into it. Derek Carr went three for six with a pair of touchdowns in those seven on seven drills. He came back and, and made a couple nice throws to Chris Olave, who that connection really looks like it's it's thriving. And which is a good thing because, you know, Mike Thomas was out there. You're still going to have to go into this offseason unsure of what exactly you can get out of Mike Thomas. And so you need to see that. I thought Jamal Williams had a solid day. He caught a couple nice passes in team drills. But the rookie who is standing out to me the most is Jordan Howden. I don't know what his upper ceiling is on this 
roster for his rookie season. I think he is probably a special teams contributor, but he's got an NFL ready body. You can see it. He can tackle even in these drills. You can kind of see the strength and he just has good instincts out there. He made a nice pass break up on a, on a Jake Hanner pass to Lucas Kroll. Uh, you just like to see him out there. 31's a really cool number. <laughs> I just I think he's going to be a guy that contributes on this roster down the road. I don't know how long it's going to be, but you see him move around. You can you can tell that he's going to be a piece on this roster. The guy who I've been critical of and I kind of have to continue to be critical of is A.T. Perry. And I would love to come on here and tell you that this guy is a, is a beast. He keeps going up and making these plays and he – he just hasn't done it. He hasn't done it, and he's had opportunities to do it. There's a lot of time left. You're not getting cut from the roster after OTAs. But, I mean, he's got to look at what he has done so far and say, okay, like, why am I in the NFL? What has got me to the NFL? <laughs> it's being a 6'3", long receiver who can go up and make contested catches. I have counted at least eight opportunities to make those types of catches. He had one dime from Jake Hayner today and it was a good enough throw that if I'm Jake Hayner I'm annoyed because that should be a highlight for me to look back on it at the tape and be like wow okay this connection is growing and it just bounced off his hands and you can't be A.T. Perry in the NFL if you're not going to catch that ball like that's why he's here so that, you know I, I think that he's obviously got the ability to go do it he's got to go do it um but if I was redoing my roster projection today, which I am not, I'm going to wait until after minicamp next week to do that. I would be replacing Jordan Howden, who I initially had on the cut list, with A.T. Perry. Um, and you are getting a little closer to that line. You have to deal with someone like Jesse James. Is he going to make the roster? You've signed a few players. Blake Groupie, I thought, looked pretty good today. He was out there kicking. He made all five of his kicks. He nailed one from 58 yards, which is impressive when you consider he only weighs about 158 pounds. He's a little tiny guy, but he's got a leg. Um, and so, you know, I think it is interesting to watch. Brian Brazil got some first team reps today. I think that was in part due to Colin Saunders not being there. Um, I think that Brian Brazil is still going to be a rotational guy, but it's good to see him kind of working in already. Um, I got asked last show <laughs> about the first team offensive line during these drills. And I, I didn't actually watch it last week, so I didn't have an answer, but I did make sure to note it today because it's just kind of a ridiculous spattering of, of names. So you have from right to left, I'm sorry, from left to right, Storm Norton, Calvin Throckmorton, Eric McCoy, Lewis Kidd, and Landon Young. If you had to start that offensive line in a game... <laughs> You would probably want to bench Derek Carr for his own safety. Um, that's not, you know, the, the, no shade at any of those players. They are not NFL starters outside of Eric McCoy, who, you know, Eric McCoy got rave reviews from Derek Carr today. And I think any quarterback who works with Eric McCoy will gladly uh, speak his praises just because of the effort he plays with. He doesn't have to be out here. He is out at all these practices. I kind of treat him like the Cam Jordan of the offensive line. He kind of feels like that where, He's just always moving. He's always in great shape. He's constantly involved. And, and so that is cool to see. <laughs> the last note I have on an offensive player 
is a guy who I'm sure when I say his name will draw groans from anyone listening, but it's Traquan Smith. He had a great day today. He looked very good. He had energy. He caught three touchdowns in team drills. Two of them came from Jake Hayner on a couple really nice routes late in the day. <laughs> he had some really good celebrations <laughs> every time. I think one of them he spiked. One of them he dunked it over the goalpost. Another one he just punted away. Like he seems like someone who's having a lot of fun out there. And, you know, I don't know if that was always the case. Yeah, I've watched Traquan in the past and he's looked very disinterested. You know, just not a high energy guy on the field. And I don't think that's benefited him. What Dennis Allen said is that he's been dealing with injuries a lot over the last few years. He's healthy right now. I don't know how long that'll last. And that's always been the bane of Traquan Smith's existence. But, you know, he looks sharp. He looks like a player that's going to make the roster. And that's kind of why I'm bringing this up is I guarantee you we're going to get into roster projection season and everyone's going to say, oh, Traquan Smith, he's a cut. I don't think he's a cut. I think Traquan Smith is going to make this roster again. And it's going to be for a lot of the reasons we talk about, for the blocking, for all of this. But at the end of the day, if you can get a contribution from Traquan Smith in the offense, then it makes it a lot easier to keep him on the roster because you want to keep him on the roster because he's one of those does-the-dirty-work type guys. That's it. I mean, like I think that Traquan Smith is going to make this roster. <laughs> um, and if he plays like he did today, he will not only make this roster, he will be a contributor on this roster. But all right, again, we're going to go through this. We're going to talk about Mike Thomas in the next segment. We're going to hear a lot of sound from Mike himself, Dennis Allen, Derek Carr. Then we're going to get into a mailbag in the final segment. So we're going to get into that. We're going to hit a break here. We're going to come back, and I'll give you some of that sound. Again, this is Inside Black and Gold. We're doing a live chat after the final open practice of Saints OTAs. We saw Mike Thomas on the field. It was a lot of high-energy work, red zone drills, a lot of touchdowns thrown. Chris Olave and Derek Carr, that connection looks sharp. Rashid Shahid was not there today. I know he's a guy everyone loves to hear about. He was absent. Not a huge deal, but that is a topic we will not be able to get into until next week. But again, I'm Jeff Nowak. You can catch me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. We also have a Twitter account now for the podcast. I'm going to be posting a lot of content from a lot of the video work. Uh, it's at IBNG pod. That's the letters IBNG pod. Go find it on Twitter. Give it a follow. We're still growing it. Obviously, I think it only has like four followers right now. I made it yesterday. But we're going to keep kind of throwing content on there. So if you do want to engage with the podcast, go check that out. Give it a follow. But I'll be right back. We're going to get into a lot about Michael Thomas. Stick around. <laughs> 